This is Jesse Parker and Tommy Niblack. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Faith, Faith Chair. Chair, where we answer the questions that arise at the intersection of faith and culture. And on today's episode, Jesse and I tackle the topic living for Christ versus fighting for Christ and the use of weapons. Hope you're ready. Let's get into it. Yo, it's another beautiful day here in Seattle. I thinking. This is why we live in the Northwest. This is. We've come out of the darkness, the light at the end of the tunnel is there. The marvelous. Everyone light. is remembering why they live right. in the Pacific Northwest right. now. They're oh, like, yes, I'm glad I didn't move. <laughs> <laughs> Until next October. And right. They'll be like, why right. do we live here? It's yep. terrible. And it's actually Faith Chair Friday today. Um, I actually wasn't sure I was going to get a workout in, but Mar- Mariah was like, just do a quick one. Real quick, so I was kind of exhausted. Yeah, it was about 23 minutes. We walked over because I I realized, like I said last time, if Mm -hmm. you're cutting my hair, Mm -hmm. I don't want to walk over because I'm all sweaty. But if I'm not cutting my hair, then... So that's good. It worked out perfectly. Yeah. Um, So, yes, today is Faith Chair Friday, and it's a good Friday to uh, talk about faith in the chair. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, how can I... Spin it. And, um, but so much stuff to talk about. I'm, I'm glad we're talking about what, what we're going to talk about today. But it's definitely um, timely. So much freaking stuff to talk about. It's. I feel like like it's ramping. It's ramping up again. Yeah. Like all of it is ramping yep. up again. And um, I honestly started to get a little a little nervous. I'm just going to admit it. I just I got a little nervous today after uh, I watched a video yesterday, and this is not what the the podcast is about. But uh, watched a video yesterday. This guy was just expressing his fear and pain. A father expressing his fear and pain, um, having to be concerned about his kids going out. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, this is happening all over again. I don't think people ever stopped. But now to see folks expressing it, you know what I'm saying, uh, all over again like they were in 2020. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, a little bit of nervousness came over me. Um, although I don't really frequent places where here in, in Washington where that would be an issue, really. I mean, it's. This is one of the most diverse places yeah. At least to, to that, that I've ever lived in. So. To that level, right? Yeah. But uh, I guess segue into what we're going to talk about. It has, uh, based on your post the other day, um, it has brought up, you know, this whole thing about should we have weapons as believers and should we, should we retaliate violently? I don't. I haven't told you, but we started watching Viking. Here's my take, especially as it pertains to a conversation today with uh, weapons and should believers, Christ followers. I know there's a whole there was a whole sect that came out of uh, that time of Christ followers that moved themselves up to the mountains. I can't remember the, the their name, what they called themselves, but they didn't believe that you could follow Jesus and fight in any sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a little extreme, but I tend to agree with, I, I, I agree with it. But here's why I say it's a little extreme. 
based on what I've been watching in the show, which is totally incredible, I'm just like, I can't believe this. These jokers are like, it's like watching Al Qaeda. And it's you, you know clearly it's his, it's historical, right? It it is historical, and and I'm like, wait a second, these dudes are like, this is at one point, the Catholic priest said, this is what God would want. He would want us to kill the he the the heathens and the and the pagans. Right. Uh, they're after all, they're savages. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever and watched I, Kingdom of Heaven? Yes. Same kind no. of thing. God Same. wills it. Right, the the, the Crusades. Thing. It was that same idea. Like same. God wants us to kill all these non-believers if yeah. they won't. If they won't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Convert. 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 Now I I don't know what your stance is, but on the onset, I'm just gonna say, for me, watching all that stuff, it has solidified. What and I might have said this before. Um, once I say it, you're probably like, oh, he has said that before. But for me, after seeing this and how um, this is just the history, the history of Christianity. At one point, we were hunted down and killed. Mm-hmm. And then I was telling somebody the other day on Facebook, I said, yeah, but we actually, those people, those Christians that were being hunted and were hiding in the caves eventually came out and started killing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so we went from that to this, and I've landed on, based on everything that Jesus talked about, Paul, his life and Paul's life, I feel like when it comes to Christ, I die. Yeah. Do you, you want me to denounce my Savior? Kill me. I'm not putting up a fight. Uh, when it comes to my family, I'm going to fight you. Like, if you're trying to hurt my daughter, my wife, my kids... We will fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still struggling with the kill thing. As a martial artist, this has been something I've been struggling with for years. Uh, I've definitely not shared this with you, but this here it is. I used to have dreams. Dreams. Daydreams and in REM sleep dreams of people breaking into the house so that I could pretty much... Um, Crusades torture them with all of the with all of the, all the martial arts yeah. knowledge that I have and uh, the ways to hurt people. Um, and I would ju- it would keep me up at night, and I would um, I'd be flexing in my sleep. And and I told Mariah one day, told my wife, she was like, "Babe, why?" I was like, "I I I want because I want to hurt somebody." You know what I'm saying? Like, I just did. Yeah. And it wasn't until uh, probably three years ago, two, three years ago, that the Holy Spirit settled my heart in this whole issue. It was like, no, you, I'll never let you use that mm-hmm. if that's the way you feel about self-defense, if that's the right. way you feel about martial right. arts, if that's the way you feel about guns and knives. I love knives. I have about 40 knives <laughs> in the house. But I, I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, I'll never let you use it if that's the way you feel mm-hmm. about it. Um, and today I'm I'm grateful because, like one our mutual friend said the other day, people who bought a gun in fear during this whole at the onset of this whole pandemic and the quar- and quarantines and everything will use it in fear. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I bought it out of anger. And I'd probably use 
it in anger, out of anger. So I know the Holy Spirit is right. working on me to be someone who is more led by Him. Mm-hmm. So if there is a case where I have to use it, I know that the Holy Spirit is like, this is a time because it's not about you. Yeah. What what is what it what James said, why do we why do people fight? Because they don't get their own way. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? So right. it, it can't be about me. Yeah. It can't be about me. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and, and I've struggled with I mean I think I think the the catching point probably for every conscientious mm-hmm. spirit led believer would be the defending my family yeah. aspect. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a lot of other things going on in the in the realm of conversation for Christians in mm. in terms of guns, especially. Yeah. Uh, right. You got the uh, you know the Constitution yeah. and this whole idea of you know the tyranny of government. Although, as many have pointed out, as the tyranny of government has been exposed, especially when it comes to race issues, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like anyone's using any of those guns to do anything about it. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, there, there's a there's a conversation to be had about um, you know the the nuclear argument, right? Yeah, it's a it's a nuclear deterrent. Um, and I was I, I forget I was reading something recently uh, or was watching something uh, recently. I think I, I think I was watching a documentary mm-hmm. about um, World War Two, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things that one of the guys had said was. Uh, basically, that um, there, you know, there's been there's had been some leaking of information yeah. from high-ranking officials yep. in in uh, Japan, especially, mm-hmm. but in some other countries as well. Um, I think I because watched. they they were Is like, the old one or the the one in color. I can't on Netflix. It, no, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. It was. Uh-oh. It was a, a small. It wasn't like the. This is World War Two. Like yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that yeah. archival footage they have. It was an actual documentary. I can't remember what it was, but but he was basically saying like, because uh, the question was, so the Japanese launched this attack on Pearl Harbor, and they're yeah. like, why didn't they press the advantage after right. taking our navy mm-hmm. and invade fully? Mm-hmm. And the answer was, Americans, average civilian Americans, own too many guns, and so, and basically they confirmed this in talking with yeah. you know military personnel in modern days with other countries. Like, would you ever? ever and it was like it would be nuclear or nothing because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. know. And I was just reading recently how, like, something, it's crazy how many guns American civilians own. Wow. It's something like, it was like 600 million or something like that. What? Which would be like two for every person in the country. What? Um, it's just insane, right? So it's like, so these foreign powers know, like, we could blow them up. But right. to actually invade on land, to right. actually occupy the land, yeah. there's no way. There, yeah. There's too many, right? Yeah. So there's, there's, there's people who argue from that standpoint, too. But, like, none of that wow. really addresses, like, how guns are actually getting used. Right. None of that addresses mass shootings. None of that mm-hmm. addresses suicides. Mm-hmm. None of that addresses the, the hundreds and thousands of accidental deaths mm-hmm. um, from, from kids who get access to guns within the house, you know, the home. And, and the, the, the simple fact that the research shows that a gun in the home is three times more likely yeah. to kill a family member yeah. than any intruder. Yeah. And if you look at the FBI statistics, mm-hmm. you know, like 1% of all burglaries are home invasions. The difference being a burglary is they break in your house to steal stuff. A home yeah. invasion is someone's there. So They're most of the, they don't break gotcha. into houses when people are home. Yeah. That almost yeah. never happens. So 
the chance that you're actually going to use this weapon to defend your family against an intruder into your home is almost zero. Unless you live in Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you live in Detroit. You're better off off spending the money on an alarm system, cameras outside your house, Mm -hmm. even a little sign, a dog. All these things are deterrence Mm -hmm. that that, in criminal justice Mm -hmm. lingo, you're making yourself a hard target. Right. Criminals, burglars, they don't like hard targets. They want the easy target. Just a beware of dog sign. People, I've, uh, uh, Mariah, when she was, when she was practicing, when she was litigating, one of her co-workers was telling, uh, because we were talking about the whole issue, at one point we might have had to get, or we might have needed to get a license for our dog. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not getting a license. He's not... Is that a pit bull? He's a mastiff. I'm not getting a license for a mastiff to own a mastiff dog. It's 120 something pounds. He's completely trained. I'm not getting a license. But um, and during that time, one of the things came up was that well, if it's a deterrent, in most cases, all you really need is a beware of dog sign. Right. This was from an, this was from right. another yeah. attorney. Yeah. I was like, what? That's why that's why the alarm system companies you can buy the sign. Yeah. You can just get the sign yeah. for fifty bucks. They'll give you the sign to put in your little lawn because mm-hmm. all of that somebody cruising by, casing houses, is going to walk keep that's on right. going. That's right. And so you know, so the question of whether weapons, especially guns, even serve the things we think they serve, is 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 already questionable yeah. for me statistically, historically. Research-wise, none of it points to the fact that these guns even do what we think that they do. So now my brain is going to, because I, because while I and I have my uh, my concealed, yeah, um, and I carry on a, I don't, I really, really only carry during the week when I know I'm going to like anywhere else but work and home. Yeah. So after work, because uh, on the premises. We can't have in, in, any weapons on the premises. So uh, if I have to go get dog food or go to the grocery store or something like that, then I will bring the gun and then leave it where it needs to be left mm-hmm. and um, and then holster it after I get off work and go right. where I need to go. Other than that, if I'm not going anywhere, I don't, I don't bring it. Right. But the, the question that came up in my mind was the first week I started at this new job. I was carrying it in in the workplace. Oh. <laughs> I, was th- I was just carrying it in there, not knowing anything. And then, so I was telling my wife, I was like, yeah, they let me carry. She was like, they let you or do they know you have it? Right. I was like, you know what? I don't think they, let me ask. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so again, then, okay, so then you, yeah. there's the question again. What, if, if the point is deterrent, yeah. Then concealed what carry, weapons carry is pointless. They it's don't know po- you nobody have it. even has. It. They don't even know I have it. So, so they're not going to be deterred from uh, uh, attacking you. So then, it's like, then it's just about self defense. So then yeah. the question for a Christian becomes: Okay, you're carrying it. Are you yeah. willing to use it? Yeah. And that yeah. is when you get into the moral and the, the questions of Jesus' teachings about taking a life. Yeah. It's even hard, like I said, with the martial arts. It's even hard knowing, because I trained, initially my martial arts training was um, 
traditional, mm-hmm. traditional karate, traditional Korean karate, which is a derivative of Japanese Shotokan karate, which is that traditional, the white suits with the actual black belt, and mm-hmm. they, they're doing the katas. Um, but instead of katas, we call them forms, or uh, hyung, which is the Korean word for it. And there weren't many weapons involved in that. It was just, you know, you're blocking, you're punching, you're kicking. Yeah. But then I started training in Filipino martial arts, Eskrima, and that's all weapons from day one. The stick is a substitute for a blade. Mm-hmm. Although you can use a stick, but it's really a substitute for a blade. Um, and so day one... They put a stick in your hand or a knife in your hand, and that's what you learn. Because their philosophy is, if you can do this with a knife in your hand or a stick in your hand, you can do it without them in your hand. Okay. So, um, like, even with martial arts, I'm like, Lord, that's why I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, I'm not ever going to let you use. You can. I don't think, he, he never stopped me as far as I can tell. And what I believe he said to me, he never said, stop doing it. Right. He just said, I'm not going to let you use it. Right. Um, because of me, because right. of what he's working on in me, you know right. what I'm saying. Right. I I tended to be. I've been fighting ever since middle school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Growing up in South Philly, I've been fighting people. Um, and my family's kind of pugnacious. You know, we just when we argue. Growing up in a in that type of household, it was just a fight could happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. We weren't just gonna. Debate. Right. It's going to be an argument. Right. Somebody's going to throw something. Somebody's going to push somebody. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I feel like the Lord is working just that violent part of me out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just don't see how you can have a weapon and use it in a way where you know you can be. Like, if you can't even use your gift your gift and calling in a way that doesn't bring glory to God you're not going to use a weapon in a way right you know what I'm saying right like you're going to use it out of your depending on what your flesh is dictating yeah to you yeah um so in the con yeah in the con I mean that's like the classic like martial arts movie right storyline karate kid all like yeah you have the you have the 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 teacher who is teaching it out of aggression right. and violence That's right. and intent to hurt yeah. and intent to dominate. And then you have the teacher who's, you know, more traditional and respectful of the origins of it. And it's, it's just, it's That's more perfect. about self-discipline That's perfect. and knowing yourself and being able to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. For a little while, my dad, you know, studied Aikido and of course Aikido yep. has no attack. Yep. It is That's all right. about defense. That's right. Um, it's a, it's it's a core part of their ethos. It's mm-hmm. not even designed for that, right? Use their momentum against them. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah, and not yeah. the point is not to cause injury or harm. Mm-hmm. The point is to simply incapacitate yeah. or defend, right? And so, like, yeah, and, and so then, the, yeah, it's like, what is this fascination with with violence? Yeah. Um, and I think you know, you and I and, and many others, uh, part of it is a testosterone thing. Yeah. Which means that it's a flesh thing, right? It, it, it. Well, just say it. Just say it. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. There's a reason yeah. why 
and it's again, it's not limited just to boys, but mm-hmm. most kid, if you know, you got a ten year old boy, you watch a martial arts yeah. movie, they're gonna go in the back, and start kicking each other. That's in right. Head. That's, like, right. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. And they're gonna, they're gonna be like, "Mom, Dad, sign me up for the dojo." Right. Like, they're gonna be all right. about it. Same thing with with guns and knives and, mm-hmm. and anything else that's like aggressive like mm-hmm. that. They're gonna want to know about. it. They're gonna want to use it. They're gonna mm-hmm. be fascinated by it. Um, and that's part of why you you know you see so many kids accidentally shoot themselves yeah. when they you know find a way to uh, to get access to the guns in the house. And, and again, I, some people on the post that I posted responded about you know like well if you have proper training and they're stowed properly, mm-hmm. that's not always enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> first of all, if you've got kids, you know that they are little geniuses when it comes to figuring out how to get past restrictions. Um, if they want, they you know they'll figure out what the code yeah. is. They'll figure yeah. out how to especially, get your thumbprint. They'll figure like right. They'll especially figure if it's out something. If especially if it's something that you you're not sure about. Like like there there are families that their kids are, have been hunting since they were six right. in certain parts of the country, yeah. in certain parts of the world, um, and they're very comfortable with with weapons. They know how to use them. Yeah. They know how to properly. Um, uh, Use them, you know how to properly handle the weapon. But we 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 have a friend who didn't have that sort of training, and her father told her, "If you have a gun, don't ever pull it out unless you're going to use it, and definitely don't ever point it at anybody." So our kids were playing with their airsoft guns one day, and one of them was loading it up with the plastic BBs, and she freaked out that it was pointing towards her while he was loading it up. And she was like, you never point a gun at anybody. I was like, if you understand, you know that you're not in danger. Mm-hmm. He also, I, and plus I'm sitting here, I can tell him to, to move it. You don't have to freak out. Right. Um, and I feel like we have, like our friend was saying, people get guns in fear. People do things motivated by fear and then they respond with yeah. those things. Yeah. Out of that same yeah. fear. Well, and I mean, let's just get let's get right to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, why do you buy a gun? It's to pr- protect my family. Mm-hmm. Because of what? Mm-hmm. Because of a of a false imagination yeah. of a possible future yeah. that you're afraid of and want to protect against. Of a possible. So it's future. like you can't you can't the, you can't separate it from from fear. From fear, right? Um, and, and I get it. there. There's there is sometimes a fine line between mm-hmm. acting out of fear and acting out of wisdom. Mm-hmm. So again, yeah. yeah if yeah. you live in a particular neighborhood in New York or Philadelphia or Detroit, right, where this kind right. of stuff happens all the time, and the gangs are mm-hmm. running rampant, and it's likely that someone's going to mm-hmm. bust into your house yeah. or something like that, and you're going to need to protect your family. That's yeah. probably more on the wisdom side. But for the vast majority of us. It's actually fear because the chances right. that someone is going to break into our house or come and attack our family is like, yeah. you're more likely to win the Mega Millions jackpot than you are for that to happen. So go play the Mega so go, yeah, Millions. Yeah, go play there. the Mega Millions. Or unless you also live in like Chehalis and you hike a lot, you need a gun because there's going to be some well, bears. That's <laughs> just, Yeah, that's totally different. Yeah, Bobcats that's, We're stuff. not talking about if you yeah. have a hunting rifle that you yeah. use to procure food for your family. Yeah, yeah. If it stays in a case until it's hunting season, you know, and that case yeah. is secured and locked in such a way that kids can't get into it mm-hmm. and no one can play with it, and you're not going to be pulling it out to, you know, to mm-hmm. shoot somebody 
or you know drive around with it in your truck in case you get into a fight with somebody. Yeah. That's totally hunting That's is the thing right t- completely separate. Hunting is, we're not talking about hunting, we're not talking about protecting yourself from bears. Yeah. We're talking about when people are willing and and buy weapons, are willing to use them, carry them in situations specifically for to other defend people. themselves against people. Yeah. Um, then you know you run into the teachings of Jesus as a mm-hmm. Christian. If the thief takes your cloak, give him give your tunic to too. Yeah. Turn, you know, I know there's multiple def, uh, interpretations of turn the other cheek, but I happen mm-hmm. to believe that it also means literally mm-hmm. turn the other cheek. The, the, there's there's nothing in the teachings of Christ that give us license to even defend ourselves. The the disciples were gearing up for battle after they killed Jesus. They were planning an insurrection, and when he came back, he reassured them, "You don't have to," because they were yeah. like, "He's dead." Yeah. And they're coming to get us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so we have to. And, and so I want to get your take on just what what is it about the life of Jesus that that you have a sect that would move to the mountains and and say we're not fighting, we're not, and no one that calls himself a Christ follower who even thinks that war is fine in the name of Christ. Yeah. Um, is or even fighting, we're just fighting. Yeah, um, it, it's 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 tough. Um, like some some of it, I, I look at scripture and, I, and then, but then I think of situations like you know, um, you know, the Holocaust and World mm-hmm. War Two, and and so then you have to ask your question. You know, shut the question. Like, are there exceptions to this? Mm-hmm. And you know, my rational mind, even the heart of of God. Um, you have to ask the question of like again greater good yeah um and that has to be measured out and so when it comes to nations against nations when it comes to atrocities happening Mm -hmm. um but again is do we default to the sword because that's all we know yeah is there a better way that the world system can handle that we can handle those kinds of atrocities uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't. I don't know. This, this is how the world society, and that's key number one. The world society has always been hell bent on on violence, taking things by force, destruction, yeah. death. That should be clue number one that Christians yeah. are not supposed to be participating in those systems. But yeah. those situations are difficult, yeah. right? Okay, if there's a lone gunman who comes into my house and and is going to to kill, you know, my family, it's yeah. one life versus five lives, right? Yeah. And uh, for me, like I, I told, I told my wife this, and I actually mentioned this in a sermon a while back. And I was just like, "Look, I'm not gonna. I'm a pragmatist, yeah. Okay, and I'm a realist." So I told my wife in the same way that she got mad at me when she was like, "Babe, would you, if I die, would you get remarried?" Mm-hmm. And I had to be like, "If that was God's will, I yeah. can't. I can't say no, babe. I know what you want me to say, but I'm not. I'm a realist, okay? And I'm like, I don't know what the oh, Lord's gosh. like. If you die, if she had died when she had a stroke, like yeah. I'm only 37 years old. I, don't, right. I can't tell you what God would for want sure. for the rest of my life. Am I going to be on Tinder tomorrow? No. Right. Like, <laughs> am I going to be you on Christian be Mingle on tomorrow? Tinder. Like, am I going to get married in five weeks? No. Right. Uh, but, and so in the same way, I told her, like, look, if someone broke into our house and I had to make a choice between killing them and letting them kill me or you or both yeah. of us, yeah. we know Christ. Yeah. That person probably doesn't. If yeah. I take their life, I'm sending them to hell. Right. If I die, that's all the it's game. too. Yeah. Right? To live as mm-hmm. Christ, to die as gain. If I die, it's to my benefit. Mm-hmm. 
And so why are we so hell bent on defending? So then the then the calculus gets more mm-hmm. complicated, right? So like your your kids are kind of grown. Like if yeah. they were all like saved, yeah. living for the Lord, then you have no real motivation to have for to sure. defend any of their lives. Everyone in your family, if your house got blown up, you're all going to be with Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. So then what's what is what's the motivation to defend ourselves? That's the flesh. Yeah. If you've got young children, they're going to be in heaven too. Mm-hmm. If you've got people in your family who don't know God, then the calculus gets more complicated. The trick with all of that is you have to have an opportunity to think about that stuff. Yeah. And and having having a gun and just whipping it out because someone busted in your house, again, nine times out of ten, 999 times out of a thousand, mm-hmm. no one's going to break into your home while you're home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that one time out of thousands, so let's say a million. So there's another, there's a thousand of those instances out of a million. Ten of them are going to have guns. Yeah. So that's that's enough. Like most of the time, even if someone broke into your home while you were there, it was probably because they didn't realize you were there. Yeah. They're probably not armed, and if they are armed, they're probably not armed with a gun. So then, do you really need to take their life to protect? Ultimately, all you're doing is protecting stuff. Yeah. So then, as a Christian, I'm saying I can kill you. To protect my flat screen TV. Is, yeah. is that a Jesus Christ standard? Probably not, right? So th- that's that, that's the stuff that yeah. goes through my mind when we talk about yeah. this question of self-defense, when we talk mm-hmm. about this question of whether or not we should have gun. Again, separating f- hunting right, rifles right. from handguns and pistols and well, check machine this out. guns and AK-47 and stuff like that. My cousin and I came up with this thing that we think is a brilliant idea. And, it's, and you already know I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> but that same situation, somebody breaks into the house, and we stop them. Instead of killing them, we tie them up, have them on their knees, almost crusade-like. But we say, look, we're not going to kill you uh, if you renounce all of your wicked ways. <laughs> And accept Jesus. I'm down for it. Watch, That's such watch. a better option. And accept Jesus into your heart. We'll pray with you right now. We'll call the police. Da da da. You can walk out of here. If not, then we have to. We have to kill you. If not, we have but, to kill and you. Here, and and the whole thing is called to die is game. We'll call it to die is game. When I think you about can, that too, like, what would the testimony be to the world mm-hmm. if? Christians in mass, Christianity worldwide. If our response to being attacked, yeah, physically, uh, was surrender, graciousness. Oh yes, preaching the yeah, gospel. That. Like what if what if somebody breaks in your house? Look, your family gets down and it says, "Feel free to take our lives. We know where we're going." Yo, if if you needed if you needed something bad enough to break into our home, what do you need? That's a mindset. That's a that's a heart change. Here's all jewelry. That's a complete heart change and and true understanding of the gospel. And I feel like um, it would have changed because I get, although I love Vikings, I I love the show because of the history. Mm. Um, It breaks my heart and it saddens me uh, at how just God and His sacrifice. With through his son Jesus Christ has just total mockery, completely spat on in the name of power, land, riches, mm-hmm. and all this stuff, perpetuating 
like um, Simon Sinek says, perpetuating the player instead of the game. Yeah. Which is a inf- uh, finite game mindset instead yeah. of an infinite game yeah. mindset. Yeah. And it's at, like that alternative is what? Us getting to be with Jesus. Right. How much faster than would. Faster than we had thought we would, you right. know. Right. And it would be a testimony. Yeah. Um, it'd be a huge testimony. Like mm-hmm. that scenario, that's a scenario where you could see somebody having a complete life change moment with God. Right. Just confronted with that kind of faith is going to have a powerful impact on people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, like, and part part of it is as coming from a, cr- a criminal justice standpoint, yeah. coming from a social justice standpoint, looking at a lot of the issues that we've been dealing with over the last couple of years at, at the forefront of our national discussions. Uh, part of the problem, I think with uh, Christian nationalism mm-hmm. and, and, and also this, this whole thing of uh, within that and mm-hmm. conservatives in general of gun ownership um, and you know, being willing to not just own guns, but to actively threaten people with guns, use yeah. guns against people, wave them around, celebrate them, idolize them in some ways, all of that, that whole culture, right, mm-hmm. is is this idea that gun culture criminals and people who would break into your home or would uh, um, endanger your family mm-hmm. are evil people. Yeah. Which again, the same nine times out of ten, that's not true. What they are are desperate people. They're people who can't get food for their kids. They're people who lost their jobs. They're people who, you know, whatever. Don't know there's another way. Don't know there's another way. Um, Have tried other ways and have been slapped down. Like a lot of kids we would deal with in juvie, right? Dad's out of the picture. Mom's working, you know, uh, dead end jobs, making minimum wage. Yeah. A lot of times they don't even have food to eat. So then they start stealing at 12, 13 years old. Or they get into a gang where the gang takes care of them and, you know, gives them yep. food and does the things yep. that gangs do that is why they attract people um, and, and stuff like that. And it's, and it was all about, you know, making sure that your little yeah. sister has new shoes for school. Yeah. Like, it's not an evil person. Mm-hmm. As a person who just doesn't know how else to do it, They're, that doesn't make them right, but yeah. it doesn't make them evil. Yeah. And if we start, if we understood crime from that standpoint, the same argument we made when, when we're talking about defunding police. Yeah. Right? When we talk about defunding police, the what I point out to people is if you take the $100,000 you pay for one police officer mm-hmm. who on a high end, let's say that they make one arrest a day, 365 mm-hmm. arrests a year. You invest that $100,000 into an after-school program that keeps 500 right. kids off of the streets after right. school. Right. You've probably reduced uh, 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 shoplifting, uh, uh, um, property defacement, mm-hmm. um, theft, and a bunch of other you know minor crimes yeah. in, that police have to respond to. You probably redu- reduce that by, like say, 1000 So you've got $100,000 that gets you... Th- 365 arrests or you had a hundred thousand dollars invested in the kids in your community that 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 reduces crime by a thousand or fifteen hundred crimes per year so that's that when we talk about defending police is about understanding what really causes it which if you look historically i actually did the research republican democrat 
all all that's the only thing that really seems to affect crime rate in this country mm-hmm. is the economy. Yeah, that's that's it. When the economy's good, there's less evil people in the world. Yeah. No, that's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when there's the economy's good, there's less people desperate. Right. Right. So if we understood, right. when you see that person breaking into your home as someone who's desperate, mm-hmm. as a Christian, your response yeah. should be what? Compassion. Help them. Empathy. Yeah. yeah. Again, if they took your cloak, they mm-hmm. probably need it and maybe need more. So give them your tunic too. Right. Get give them what they need and trust yeah. that God is going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. That's a testimony mm-hmm. of your faith in God. But no, we say I'm gonna buy a gun. Yeah. And if somebody breaks in my house, I'm gonna shoot them. Yeah. And it's just like completely I don't see how we can jive that with even in the sense of yeah. defending our family. Not giving them a chance. Not giving them a chance to know the freedom in Christ. Right. Because we decided yeah. to go learn take martial their life arts. Up. So yeah. that you can s- subdue them mm-hmm. uh, 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 without causing deadly harm. Right. Because, again, the likelihood that they're armed yeah. with a gun is is minuscule percentage-wise yeah. in terms of what we look at with crime statistics. You can look it up on the FBA crime statistics. Mm-hmm. You can look it up on your local police department crime statistics. Armed robberies, uh, um, armed burglaries, home invasions are exceedingly rare. Yeah. Armed home invasions... Uh, Again, that's usually yeah. that just happens because they broke in and they caught you at home and they didn't mean to. They don't want you to be home. Yeah, that almost guarantees they're going to get busted, which is why sometimes it turns it can turn violent even if there's not a weapon involved. But the point is, like, we're buying a gun that is t- three, five, ten times more likely to end up killing someone who doesn't need to be killed, including a family member, mm-hmm. than it ever is going to actually defend our family against mm-hmm. an armed intruder. It's all it's all based on just just last year when I was reading um, the myth of a Christian nation mm-hmm. by Gregory Boyd. He talks about this concept of power over, and that's the whole point. Yeah. Any time oh, we got nuclear weapons, we got nuclear weapons. Well, I, why? So we can have power over you. Yeah. We can have no, we want power view. Why do we have the guns? Why do we have why won't why won't Japan come and engage in a foot foot war? Because we have so many guns. It's the power over thing and I feel yeah. like um as believers Jesus didn't come to give us power over any person. Yeah. He gave, he came to give us power over the enemy. Right. Which is the devil, not people. Right. Um so like, I, my mind is changing on, on the whole gun thing. And, and it has been changing on taking someone's life for a while, especially, yeah. like I said, yeah. with, with the martial arts. Yeah. Well, like with your, li- my, with my your life ethos, right? Yeah. Love, yeah. radically, compassion, yeah. service, sacrifice. Living All of these things are at the core of when, what Jesus right. was and who we're called to be as Christ. Like, none of that jives with... Even defending ourselves, let yeah. alone attacking or causing, you know, fatal or serious bodily injury to someone. It's nobody to protect that, stuff or right. our lives. And nobody's that good a shot to just be like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna shoot him in the way. I mean, you know how long you have to be practicing. Well, the cop, cops to pull out can't. a gun to shoot somebody in a leg. The cops clearly can't. So. No. <laughs> and and let's I mean let's talk about let's, right. let's talk about it. Let's talk about the the yeah. uh, the myth of 
having things safely secured in your home and the myth of yeah. proper training. The the the. the and we can say whatever we want. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what was in her heart or her mind. Mm-hmm. You know, it's possible that it, she just freaked out and her brain didn't work and she pulled the wrong thing. But twenty six year veteran of the police force mm-hmm. pulled her gun instead of her taser oh, gosh. and shot somebody. Whether she did it on purpose, I don't. I don't know. I mean, that's crazy. But I can also under. I understand. Remember, we what was the name of the guy who we had on last year? Sergeant. He just texted me. Yeah, you, if you guys yeah. listened last season, we had a sergeant, and he has been. He was in the SWAT. Mm-hmm. He was a trainer, and he said, "Look, when when you're in the moment, Jerry. fear happens. Jerry. Uh, you, you you don't always react properly. This was a 26 yeah. year veteran who probably been through." Uh, I know a lot of people talk about we're well, only in the police academy for you know, but they have repetitive training. That's right, and you you also have repetitive qualifications you have to pass and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's ongoing. She's been a cop for twenty six years, mm-hmm. so that's a lot of training, that's a lot of practice, that's a lot of incidents and scary situations she had been in. Um, and and you know, again, I don't know whether she did it on purpose and tried to cover it with the taser taser thing. Or whether it really was mm-hmm. an honest mistake, but if it was an honest mistake, that just proves the point that regardless of how much training you think you have, mm-hmm. accidents can happen. And if well, people, accidents can happen with a a a, a, a fatally you know mm-hmm. a damaging injury and weapon like mm-hmm. a gun, then lives can be lost that shouldn't be lost. And so, as a Christian, that should mean something to us. If we can't really, I mean, you see how one of the things that I help people understand when I was teaching self defense was that the same part of the brain that tells you you have to pee really bad, go to the bathroom, is also the same part of the brain that tries to help you figure out which key opens the door to the house so I can get into the house to go to the bathroom. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Which is why you drop, you're fumbling through the keys. You've opened that door Two two million times right. with that same key, but now you got to pee, and you've yeah. had to pee for thirty minutes. Yeah. Now it's hard to to figure out which key it is right. and put it in the right. in the hole. Right. The thing we have to do is control that part of our brain so that we can get the key, put it in the hole while we still have to pee, yeah. and then go to that. Yeah. That's the same part of the brain that dictates to us right. what we do in a fight or flight. Right. Situation, yeah. The, which is why people get into car accidents because they forget, they don't control that part of the brain, and instead of hitting the brake, they hit the gas. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying. Um, and that's the hardest thing to teach people. And even Sergeant Jones said, if we want to get better at what we do, we have to seek outside because there's only so much training that they yeah give you us. can't simulate and then right and then again so like that's police but then you're talking about the average the Joe. average person like do you really think that because you took a couple of gun safety courses maybe you've even actually spent a lot of time in the gun yeah. range you're very familiar with your weapon yeah. you're very you're a good you're a really good shot maybe even just a really good shot maybe you can assemble and disassemble that bad boy in 10 seconds flat whatever what mike tyson said but how many options do you how many t- times how many opportunities have you had to do that in the heat of battle and hit, that's what mike, mike tyson said everybody knows how to hit a bounce until you um, get punched in the mouth yeah the so, so let's let's create the center you have the you right. got your good christian deacon mm-hmm. living in i don't know north dakota Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing it out there. Nothing. If you're from North Dakota, I'm not saying nothing about you. But <laughs> you know, just just a place where you know people are gonna you know own guns more more common than not, right? 
and somebody breaks into your house at 2 yeah. o'clock in the morning, you're dead asleep, you wake up, you know someone's in your house, you grab your gun, the mm-hmm. adrenaline's pumping, you're freaked out, you don't know if they're an intruder, if it's one of your kids making noise, you don't know if it's a bear or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's North Dakota, I don't know what. You don't know if they're armed, you don't know why they're there, yeah. you have no idea what's going on, you're coming down the stairs, you see a shadow, boom, and you just, shoot. And you just kill somebody. And the statistics tell us that more often than not, that's probably going to be your kid mm-hmm. or somebody in your family. And in almost every other instance, the person didn't present any actual physical danger to your family, yeah. but died because you have a gun. And it's just the simple fact is no matter how well you think you're trained, nothing prepares you for that moment nothing when is. you would actually have to use it. Mm-hmm. So then you're not really trained. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter how you comfortable or used to using a gun you are. Yeah. And so when you add all this stuff up, to me, it just becomes unconscionable to have these around. Now, I don't, I don't, biblically, I don't know that Christianity would stand on the side of overthrowing or fighting back against gov- a tyrannical government either. Right, but right. if you're on that side of the Constitution, yeah. and, and, you know, as a Christian, I would say, cool. If you want to have a crate of 57 AK-47s <laughs> locked away and inaccessible in your basement, right, right, for, right. you know, on the off chance that the go- government goes crazy or something, yeah. the Russians uh, you know, invade yeah. or something, cool. Those never need to see the light of day. Yeah. They never need to see the light of day in, unless that situation happens. Yeah. Your kids shouldn't have access to it. They shouldn't even know that they're there. They should be buried in the backyard or something, only accessible in the instance where, um, you know, you see it in movies like uh, Red Dawn, right? You know, just Great some weapons movie. buried off, and, you know, and this happens. Yeah. You know, you go, you go dig it up and you pull it out, right? Yeah. Because in no other instance would you need to have those. But people yeah. have those, and they have them on racks in their garage, fully accessible. So then what happens? Their 17-year-old takes one and goes and shoots up their school. Why do you have that gun? Mm-hmm. Why do you have? Why is it accessible? You don't need to have that at a hair trigger. Now that's you're going to know if the government's right. going nuts well right. before they show up at your front door. And I never had an issue with, you know, the government taking. A, and I've had friends, believers, who are like, "Hey, you better get a gun now because the government's about to shut it down." And I'm like, like it wasn't a thing because I don't really care, you know. Yeah. But uh, like my gun rights, I don't, I don't need it that bad. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but I know some believers that are just like, if the government stops us, then we have to, yeah. we have to fight back because again, they can't take our gun rights. Oh, and for it's, me, it's, I don't it's care. It's American, yeah. but it's not yeah. Christian. And you, and you, yeah. again, you have if you look at the situations that the Christians in the early church were, they did not respond that way. They didn't start stacking up swords. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't uh, uh, have you ever seen the movie Glory Road? I haven't. I haven't. So, oh man, you can't see the movie. I'm gonna have to let it. you borrow it. Uh, so they have it. They have a situation where one of their guys on the basketball team gets jumped in the bathroom mm-hmm. by some some racist white guys. Wait a second. And it's about the in the seventies. Uh, yeah, I think it was seventy two. I think I have seen it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
he integrated the basketball team yep. in Texas Western. Yeah. Yep. So, yes. You know, and they have this little meeting with the black players, mm-hmm. and they're like, every we always go in twos. And they're like, man, I'm going to start carrying a knife. And he's like, don't. He's like, don't. You pull a knife, they're going to pull a gun. That's right. Right? That's right. But, he, but he's like, you know, we go we go two at a time. We, yeah. We, you know, we make sure that we have each other's back. And yeah. we protect each other. And um, That was a know, good movie. All that that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right, is is... Like, you can do that, and you don't even need to have a gun. But it, I love the point because exactly what Jesus says. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was doing my research, and I, what what the outside of Old Covenant stuff, mm-hmm. in the New Covenant, the, the one verse that kept coming up that people yeah. use in support of gun ownership. And, was Jesus and, saying, sell your clothing yeah, and buy right, a knife? Right. And, but he tells them, after he slices off the ear, right, he who lives by the sword mm-hmm. is going to die by the sword. And that's mm-hmm. basically what he's saying. You pull a gun, they're going to pull... A bigger gun, yeah. like that's not. It's really not going. It doesn't end, and that's the other thing that the <laughs> it doesn't sti- end. Well. That's the other thing that the statistics show is that if you carry a gun, if you pull a gun out in a fight, if you use a gun, mm-hmm. even just brandishing it to defend yourself, yeah. you're. I don't know how many more times likely to get shot, because then they have to respond with that same level that's of force, right? right? And so it's just like at the end of the day, you look at all the research, all the statistics, all the news stories. And the anecdotes, but to me, really the hard math. And then it's just like <laughs> I think I think the 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 benefit and the safety and the protection, mm-hmm. the peace that people find in it, mm-hmm. is mostly almost entirely an illusion. It's a construct of our minds. And For as everyone, Christians, but especially as believers, yeah, as you, believers you, who what? really ultimately have no reason <laughs> I to got defend peace our I lives. <laughs> I got peace when I pack. Right, I got no. peace. Yeah, it's not no, how it works. You, no. Like, yeah, Jesus is a prince of peace. You know, yeah. Why? Why do you need to get? Uh, I'm referencing a lot of movies this episode. There's a uh, a scene in the movie The Terminal with uh, Catherine Zeta Jones and Tom Hanks. Yes, and uh, she's talking about her relationship with this married guy that she's having problems with, and she she talks about how you know sometimes I just look at him you know in the morning and he's doing a crossword puzzle. Yeah, and Tom Hanks character looks at looks at her and says. If he has you, why does he need the crossword puzzle? Yeah. If we have Jesus, the Prince right. of Peace, why do we need the, that? The whose favor covers us like mm-hmm. a shield, who mm-hmm. is our strong fortress, mm-hmm. our ever present help in time of need. If we mm-hmm. have that and and we believe all of that, yeah. like we say we do, then what what do I need a gun for? Or why am I finding peace? Why do I feel peace? Because I have it. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Because people uh, again. It could be that they have it because they live in certain areas. Yeah, and it's a, like a, yeah. it's a wisdom choice instead of a fear choice. Right, but, but I when think you that's pretty rare. Right, when you say, "I have peace now that I have a that I have this weapon," as a believer, you're negating the fact that Jesus is peace. Mm-hmm. He, he is peace. If you have Jesus, you have yeah. peace. You're doing that Medea math. Yeah, that Medea. She, you seen that one right where she. It said, "Is that he is my peace? He is my peace. P I E peace. That's a shame. Steel. That I forget. Is... I forget how she goes through it in a Diary of a Mad Black Woman. It's hilarious. That is... But it's like, yeah, I yeah. think that's how people think of it. I think, I think so too. And I feel like uh, that might have even been a part of my thinking initially, especially when we first, when I first got my gun." Uh, when quarantine hit and everything. And it, it struck me as very strange when we got into the store, the gun store, 
the freaking racks were bare. Oh yeah. It was yeah. bare. Yeah, you and I, I, yeah, I, still I a bullish shortage. Yeah. I mentioned it to the to the clerk. I was like, "What's up? What what happened?" He was like, "As as soon as they mentioned it was we were about to go into quarantine, everybody yeah. came in." Yeah. Like we talked about, like if you look at world what? culture, so if there's stuff going on in the world that's causing fear, yeah. gun sales go up. That 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 correlation alone should make a Christian step back. That and made say, me think. I was like, "What the heck?" So you mean the people that can't drive just bought a gun? So now if something happens, right? they're going to pull their... So I was like, oh, right. man. Oh, and, and that's the... I mean, we can go on and on. Mm-hmm. But, like, again, it, it's interesting that a lot of times the same people who are, you know, saying, oh, well, the cops just need better training are the same ones who don't want stricter regulation of gun sales. They don't. It's like, like that. If if the if cops the other thing. who go through, you know, compared to us, the average person go through very extensive training, and have bulletproof vests and, and all strict. this gear and it's have partners working yeah. with them to protect them most of the time, are are screwing up and killing people. Uh, then we the average know. person there needs to be. Yeah. You need it needs to be more than an application and background check. You need to yeah. have to go through like complete a certain number of hours of training and yeah. stuff stuff like that because these guns are going out on the street and they're mm-hmm. being used to to kill people. They're being yeah. used to uh, uh, they're being used to for for kids to commit suicide. Yeah, they're being used to and uh, in, in lots of killing. I mean, we just had a young man. Uh, Great example. We had a young man right down here in Seattle uh, as a part of an organization that that I have close ties to with. Mm. Um, he was, I don't remember. I'm trying to remember the whole story. I'm probably going to get the facts right, but I, I think what the story was like he he was in a gang and he had shot someone, mm. and I don't remember if the person died or if yeah. they survived. But either the relative of the person who died or the guy who survived, when he got out of juvie prison, I don't know how old he was. He went looking for this guy. He came and found him. The crazy thing was was he was in a church at the meeting of this organization, this diversion um, um, community organization um, that was trying to help people get their lives, you know, turn around and shot him. And, And the guy's, the kid's mom was there. To pick him up, and so she held him as he bled out. Um, and the crazy thing is, you hear she's ta- and she talks about being thankful that she was there to be to go to through that there. trauma. But she was thankful that she was be able to there for him as he took his last breath to, you know, give him some kind of comfort and to know that she was there, right? So like that, that's you see the sequence of gun violence. It's a, that's and, what, and that's what Jesus was saying. If, if this is how you're going to live. This is also how you're going to die. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why in Galatians, Paul said, I believe Paul said, people who are pugnacious, people who are just angry and always want to fight, they're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Your life is going to be jacked up because you're sowing that, you're going to be reaping that. Yeah. Um, And that's what I, every episode of Viking. Is that somebody's like, well, you killed my cousin. I got to kill you. Oh, yeah. It's totally, you killed my... Yeah. I got to kill you. I'm like, what? When is yeah, it going to stop? Their whole culture was based on blood feuds and, yeah. and all that mess. Now, that was one of the reasons uh, Ragnar was such a revolutionary because yeah. for for centuries they had just fought these little clan mm-hmm. wars 
and stolen from each other and had yep. these grudges that went back generations, mm-hmm. right? The 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 uh, what is it? The Hatfields and the um, McCoys. Yes. Yeah, like that kind of stuff, right? That it's just stuff, ongoing and yeah. ending violence. And people talk about like, oh well, you know, these kids, these these criminals. I think that's another mis misinformation is that people believe that criminals get their guns off the black market. First of all, where did those guns come from? Somebody yeah. bought them legitimately probably right. someplace. I mean, I know I know there's illegal smuggling and stuff, mm-hmm. but come on, there's not that many guns coming in the United States. They're already here. They're but, already here. But they're ignoring the fact that a lot of times people own these guns, and we, we refuse to... How, how could you keep that from happening? Have a national registry. Mm-hmm. You buy a firearm, you have to shoot a bullet, yeah. and it gets scanned in for the for mm-hmm. the uh, rifling. Serrations. And yep. that way, if it ever gets used in a crime, they're going to know this... Invasion of privacy. It's like, what do we really... We care about... We care about protecting our life and protecting our stuff, and that makes total sense to me, unless you're a Christian. I was just going to say, not for the believer, though. I'm I'm not even mad at an unbeliever who feels that way. Absolutely. They should feel that way. That doesn't surprise me at all. That's that's what's natural. Mm -hmm. And and we've talked about the great Mm -hmm. thing about Christianity, but the hard thing about Christianity is it calls us to be something that is against our nature, empowered only by the Holy Spirit, and that is to look like Christ. And I just just don't see it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't see Jesus... Taking up arms mm-hmm. to protect himself, to protect his family, um, to protect uh, I don't know the little children. Because again, oh, they're innocent children. Mm-hmm. If they're innocent children, they go to heaven anyway. They'll be happier. Yeah, like it's it, so counter. It's it so sounds cold, right? It sounds yeah. cold and calculating. And in some ways, it is cold and calculating. But well, that's because calculating we're, we're the, human. We're calculating we, the yeah, best. Yeah, we we as humans think any. Any child that dies is a sad thing. But as believers, if we actually were living in a way that was anything close to Christ's life, and we were sacrificial in, in how we lived and how we loved, and, and we were completely selfless by the power of the Holy Spirit, those types saying that, it wouldn't it would not do anything to our heart but make it glad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the that's definitely the journey that I'm on, just moving closer to uh, being someone who lives and loves sacrificially and is not and is not like, uh, well, they did this, they gotta pay. Mm. They uh, and I'm starting to see it even more like my heart change even when I'm driving because right. I, right. right. I hate driving. I've hated driving in Seattle for the longest time. Uh, yeah. Terrible driving. And um, even like I tried, I I don't get as mad as I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, it was because the other day I didn't have my gun because I wasn't going anywhere after work. But headed to work, I was getting into the good-to-go lane. And this happened to be a heavy traffic morning. Um, and I was merging into the good-to-go lane. There was a little bit of fog on my side-view mirror. A little bit of frost on my side-view mirror, I mean. But I could see how far the cars were behind me. Yeah. So I knew not to get in the lane. So I'm waiting to, to get over, have my turn signal on. It's just blinking. Car passes, and I look. I'm like, okay, that car is way back. So I start merging. I don't just, you know, yeah, jerk yeah. it into the lane. I merge into it. And the car that 
was way back speeds up and now I'm in the lane and they push past me so I have to go back into oh God, main yeah. traffic and go and go in front of me. It's a little yeah. uh modded out car. Yeah. Whatever. So I get in the lane and I toot the horn and he stops. Like traffic is still going, he stops his car. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm furious. Yeah. Like instantly furious. And he starts to drive. He speeds up and it slows down. Like to just being petty. To just being super petty. Just being petty yeah. And in that moment I thought, Lord, if he was to get out and I had and I remember I don't have my gun. Yeah. If he was to get out and pull some mess, I would reach for my gun. Mm-hmm. I I would in, in, instinctively reach for the gun. Yeah. Because I'm that mad. Yeah, yeah. I'm that furious right I, now. I think about it all the time and that's and it always the thought I was yeah. having after I think these thoughts is like it's a good reason I not to have a gun. But that's why and, and that's like, what I thought about afterwards. I was people like, people be I'm driving so crazy and, and like I'm seriously thinking about hitting up the city of Kent being like, Y'all need to put some speed bumps on on two sixteenth because people be smashing down that road. Yeah. And there's a school there. Yeah. But then the school zone ends and and there's a park there still right. too. So right. even when school's out um, and, and and people be smashing down at 40, 45, 50 miles per hour. It's a 25 zone even without the school. That hill, right? That, that hill right there. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, are you serious? And I just, every time they smash it down and I'm thinking about the kids down there playing at the park and I'm like, yeah. I just be like, if I had a gun, I'd just, just bust out one of your tires. And of course, again, it's like yeah. you're not that good of a shot. Not that you're more good. likely to miss and hit somebody walking yeah. their dog, or hit them in the car, right? So the part of it, part of the danger is our imagination of how good we are. <laughs> Even if you're that good in the firing range, right. again, when the instant, when the moment comes, and the adrenaline's pumping. It reminds me of Robin Hood. Yeah. He's teaching him how to, the Kevin Costner one. Yes. He's teaching him how to shoot. And then, you know, he's messing with them and they fail. And then the uh, Maid Marian's like, well, can you do it with the distraction? Yeah. And so he's lining up the shot. And then right at the last second, right before he's about to release, he blows across his face and Mm -hmm. he just totally misses, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's the difference. That's a a soldier knows that. Yeah. A soldier knows that there's a difference between firing your gun in the firing range and firing in battle. That's right. Um, it's completely and it's crazy, different. It's crazy really when different. you look at how the, the the soldiers talk about the difference in the rules of engagement in war, mm-hmm. even compared to what cops get to get away yeah. with. And it was like, how is that? These are our own people. These are not yeah. even our enemies. These are our citizens. And you guys don't even follow the bare minimum of what we have to do when we're over there fighting Al Qaeda. Like, you know, and all of that just, again, it just wow. it lends itself to, to really having to, again, ask the question, like, why. Do you want a gun? Why do you feel like you need a gun? Yeah. And if it comes, and if you, and if your answer, uh, I'm just going to say, if your answer is because it's my, it's my right, it's my American right, and you're a believer, Jesse and I are telling you that you don't have, you have the right <laughs> to not right have to a right. You have the right to, to you do, have the right not to have the right. You have the right to be sexually immoral. You have the right to. <laughs> To get That's drunk, true. you have the right. You have the right to do all kinds of stuff that's sin in the eyes of the Lord. You're right under the. Con- and again, it goes back to this mm-hmm. whole Christian nationalism mm-hmm. that, <laughs> which regard, even if you believe that this country was founded as a Christian nation, yeah. 
our constitution and our government and our laws are not Christian. They are not. Um, they have nothing to do with selflessness. No. Nothing to do with giving. No. Nothing to do with compassion. Yeah. Um, and it sounds... Uh, did, have you seen that clip of the pastor? Uh, I posted it on my Facebook page. Uh, the pastor, I can't remember his name, but he was visiting a church and he mentioned how every one of his staff, every one of his ushers is carrying. And he says, that's the same. Why dude, that's the same dude I posted who said that the mainstream church has been homosexualized. Homo, yeah, fem, feminized, and, and you're not a real Christian man if you don't have a gun. And what that, so I tell all my ushers, if anyone comes in that take looks dangerous, kill them. Uh, and my thing is, or yeah, where's the compassion in that? Two, um, where is where is it in the life of Jesus that he ever looked like what you would think a a, a woman and his practices looked like? Well, so yeah. where's the where's the effeminate effemininity in Jesus that you think? That we've become, the church has become homosexualized. And what's so bad, three, with being more compassionate, yeah. with being more yeah. selfless? Well, and again, like we talked about, where in the New Testament yeah. do you see Paul saying, hey, uh, you know, believers in Corinth, you know, uh, make sure when I come, we need to make sure we have 200 swords, make sure that they're sharp, because this government's been coming for us, so we're going to take them out. Like where where do you you don't see you any don't see that. you don't see so even if someone's coming into a church yeah to do harm and you're like well as the shepherd I have to protect the flock where do you see that anywhere lived out in scripture in that kind of a sense of like I'm gonna kill them no again our our fight and our weapons are supernatural yeah. our weapons are weapons of heaven they're weapons of of faith to I was fight a say, war not against flesh and blood anymore so it's it, it's all a it, lot of it, it comes from poor doctrine a lot of it comes from poor yeah. theology a lot of it comes from dressing up the desires of the flesh and yeah. pretending that they're spiritual and a lot of it just comes from straight up stubbornness i i put this in the heart of a pastor that i wrote in our email for our church today based upon our bible study thursday night mm-hmm. we were in second corinthians chapter 13 um and in verse 9 Paul uses a Greek word that isn't used anywhere else in Scripture. Mm. It's translated as mature or perfect. Mm. And the particular version of that word that doesn't appear anywhere else in Scripture um, is the the sense of it is basically it is the ability or quality of a person to uh, recognize that they are wrong, mm-hmm. accept correction and change. Yeah. Uh, it actually talks about... Um, uh, dis disconnection of the mind or mental disruption, something like mm. that. Like, and, and so that we were talking about it last night, and I was writing with our, our to our church, and like the idea is, and we've seen it all throughout the last couple of years, especially if if you can convince yourself that what you believe is right. Then no amount of evidence, no amount of correction. I mean, this yeah. is this that maturity that word that Paul uses that yeah. would apply to conspiracy theories. Yeah. That would apply to uh, Christian nationalism. That would apply to all of these ethos that we hold, where there's actually a, the way the scripture uses it, the way Paul's talking. There's actually a disruption in our brain yeah. that it, out of, it creates an arrogance that tells us that we are right and that everything we believe is right and nothing is wrong, which obviously precludes us from ever changing. And that's dangerous. 
But it's, I think that's where a lot of people are when it comes to when it comes to gun ownership, when it comes to uh, not only the willingness, but these pastors who are out here basically saying that we should be right. exercising violence as Christians. And it's just like, whoa. That was, know, where does that come from? That was so hard to hear. And I, I was going to post on your initial um, comment when you said, when you answered the gentleman that commented on there, maybe you should have worded it differently. Um, I was going to say on that initial one that uh, I really feel like if we hadn't given people to come into our communities a reason and shoot, <laughs> they wouldn't be coming into the into the churches and shooting. Um, but I, cause again, it goes for me. It goes back to the whole infinite game and finite game um, theory. We have to perpetuate the game, not the person. Not the player. Hmm. And when we are like, anybody comes in here to shoot, take them out. That's perpetuating the player. Because you're saying we got to, I'm the one that is accountable for you guys and nobody's going to touch me and I'm not going to let anybody touch you. But in that instance, it goes back to your initial um, statement about us being an amazing example of Christ's love mm-hmm. saying hey whatever we, we know where we're going whatever you want yeah. you know, whatever you want to take take it well, yeah, imagine if like that gunman comes in and people, instead of everyone running away instead of everyone pulling guns there's a to, line of people who are saying that's right hey, hey brother if you need to shoot you need to shoot someone shoot me that's right shoot me first I'm, I'm I know where I'm going I'm confident in my faith go ahead take how many bullets do you got we got enough people here what what is it that you need that made you come here? That would totally. Like, can you imagine that kind of response? It seems incre- It seems insane. Yeah. It seems completely illogical. The vast majority of people who ever heard that would just chuff and dismiss it out of hand as just <laughs> ridiculousness. Yeah. But, but that's when you Jesus. look at scripture, and you, and like you said, uh, not the finite and the infinite, but but eternity. Yeah. Having eternity again, which is which is eternally better. Yeah. Killing an unbeliever mm. or dying as a believer. Which one is, is better? What's better is dying as a believer. That's right. Because again, if I take the, the life of an unbeliever, game. I send them I, I sentence them, I send yeah. them to hell, all while I was secure in my eternity. I had no reason to fight for my life. I That's had no reason to defend such it. A good, it's not even a good point. That is the truth. That's the truth. And that's what Paul says over and over yeah. in, in, throughout the New Testament, yeah. his writings, is mm-hmm. I don't need to defend my life. Mm-hmm. My life mm-hmm. is only of worth as long as God wants to use it. The only reason I even bother to try and stick around is for your sake. He never even retaliated, even when he was hit and beat and and stuff. He, he never retaliated. Right. And the church never retaliated when yeah. all the apostles and disciples suffered all those yeah. horrendous martyrdom deaths. And they didn't fight back when they were being tossed in the, the arena. And they weren't being... My, uh, Jim was just... She's starting to nerd out on church history because mm-hmm. she's starting to learn this stuff yeah. in school. And so she's been like... She's starting to understand why, how Pastor Wes and I nerd out with each mm-hmm. other sometimes when we're studying stuff and we bust into each other's office like, Did you know that this said what? So she was telling me about how you know early church Nero, yeah. right? And there was the great fire in Rome and he mm-hmm. blamed the Christians and basically mm-hmm. gave Roman citizens the right to take... 
uh, Christians out of their homes at night and burn them. That's right. Yeah. And that that the church did not respond to that with violence, with with mobs and gangs. They didn't all sharpen their swords and pitchforks. They didn't all load up with their glocks to defend Mm -hmm. the faith. Which is why Christianity flourished there. Yes. Which is why it flourished. Rome... Where is the church growing the fastest in the world right now? Where there it, is the most turmoil. It's where you can actually die from being a Christian. That's right. The Middle East. That's right. China. Mm-hmm. The places where uh, India. Mm-hmm. The places where they found out they might actually take your life. That's right. Is the places where it's flourishing the most. That's where it's flourishing if, the most. If that persecution, and again, mm-hmm. we're over here and we flip the script. And we're saying Christianity has to be defended Here's by the thing. weapons. Jesus said... These signs, he was telling the disciples, signs and wonders are going to follow those that believe. And I've heard several times, and we've, we talked about this before in season one, why so many ministers here always say, this is the reason why we don't see miracles anymore. Or, How, why do you think we don't see miracles and signs and wonders in the church? Because you don't believe, and they always blame it on the people coming. Yeah. But the real reason why... None of us are seeing signs and wonders. Is because there is no real persecution. Mm. There is no one among us that does not believe. Because the signs and wonders followed so that people who didn't believe could believe. So, also, why would they? Why you also would ask they? the question, if we're not preaching the real gospel, <laughs> the signs and wonders follow the gospel. It follows the gospel. So, those women in the largest church right now um, underground church right now is in Iran or uh, Iraq and it's head up by women Um, and the church is flourishing for the very reason you said because they know they could die but instead of fighting back they're showing love and people are like who is this God? Allah doesn't do this right? Allah doesn't say that yeah yeah. Allah says to kill. Yeah, the but power of God and the power of our testimony is not in our ability yeah. to fight back. Yeah. It's in our ability to to not care. Yeah, right. And that was again. That's the whole thing where where Jesus didn't speak to the Roman establishment. He didn't address the the crimes against humanity. He didn't even address slavery. And people get mad about that because he does not. This is going to sound really really abrupt, but ultimately. Mm-hmm. God does not care about our status mm-hmm. here on earth. He doesn't care about our status in society or world culture. What he cares right, about is, 100%. does he have our heart? Right. Is our name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? And do we walk in obedience? Can he use us for his glory? That's the other That's reason that there's no about. miracles. Is yeah. People think it's based on faith, but it's based on obedience. And if you're not being obedient... He's not going to. He's not going to do. He's not going to show up. His his his. Why his, should he? He, yeah. he he does. He has no need to. Right. He literally has no need to yeah. because we haven't done. We haven't been obedient. We haven't. We've taken the glory. We've taken the shine. So he doesn't have to come. Mm-hmm. I don't have to. I don't have to show up. Yeah. You can continue conjuring. Yeah. And if anybody hates him, <laughs> I shine. My security is right. going to take him out. Right. And it's just like what? Right. Right. You, I don't. Well, I, yeah. This Jesus died for those who yeah. were who who were deserving of death. Right. He died for the evil. He died for yeah. the corrupt. He died for the criminal. He died for the killer. 
and the murderer. While the they were killing them, he said. And and before you start thinking, oh, that was somebody else, yeah. no, that's you. Yeah. Because if you were ever angry at your brother, you that's committed right. murder in your heart. All right. We are we are the bad ones. We are the sinful ones. We are the criminals. We are the evil. And what did Jesus say when it when they were when when they were killing him? On the cross, while they were killing him, he said, Father, forgive them. Yeah. Forgive them. Yeah. Forgive them. That's a that's a lifestyle. That's a heart change that has to happen in in all of us for yeah. sure, uh, especially those of us that are believers. Um, I love the last episode of the Chosen. Um, we gotta watch that. I gotta we look gotta it up because it. most of it was based around a story that I don't think I couldn't find it. I tried to look up his name. I didn't mm-hmm. find it anywhere in scripture, so I don't know where they pulled this particular story from. But in the context of it, Jesus you know speaks this parable about the not really a parable but this illustration of the sheep mm-hmm. right and, and and again that's a, what's happening <laughs> what's happening in the churches that we're teaching people to protect and defend even violently even fatally the 99 who are fine that's the crusades for the sake of killing the one and Jesus taught the exact opposite he said right. the shepherd leaves the 99 that's right to go to the one because mm-hmm. I didn't come for the healthy, I came for the came sick. For the sick, that's right. Right, and we've comp- we flipped that around the other way. We've made the sick, the other, the evil, the the the. We have to protect ourselves from. That's why those sex. That's why those sex go up in the in the in the right. mountains because they're like, well, we have to protect ourselves from all the mm-hmm. ugly worthy worldliness. But it, what that really betrays to me is. And I think it's the same thing that you, if you need to feel like you need to have a gun, it's a lot, it's, it's truly a lack of faith in God. Yeah. You don't believe that he can actually mm-hmm. protect you as you walk through the world ministering in obedience to or him. Or even, you don't even think that the Holy Spirit is real enough to love through you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you don't want to fight anybody, but how was your, how are you going to get sharpened? Yeah. How are you going to get sharpened if you're not in there? Paul said, if you can't judge the world for being the world. If you don't like how the people in the world act, then you might as well leave this world. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're steady trying to fix it, um, steady trying to fight it instead of letting the Holy Spirit teach us how to walk yeah. by the Spirit. Yeah. So we're not fulfilling any of the lusts of our flesh. What And in and, and this instance, it is anger and responding out of fear. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, yeah, M- most times I'm not gonna argue with. <laughs> I'm always gonna have a, a debate about. <laughs> it'll always be a debate because just as much as um, I know, I want to continue learning. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I feel like God is changing all. You know, He's changing both of our hearts. Yeah. Uh, the longer we walk with Him and 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 see Him in real life, see yeah. Him in, in action. That's yeah. one of the things that piss me off about um, a lot of church leaders in 2020 they were so willing to stay they wanted to stay in the building and experience God in the building yeah. but really not experience who he really is in real life right he's there in real life you're trying to protect yourself from experiencing real God in real life with real people yeah. in a real world that's experiencing real hardship right now 
Um, and uh, so I always appreciate our conversations. Uh, you're one of the few <laughs> people, there's a small circle of people that I can have, um, and Simon Sinek, was it Simon Sinek? No, Adam Grant calls him, he, he says, say debate instead of argument. Because right. you go into a debate with an understanding, both parties go into an understanding that I'm going to be getting information that I didn't have before. Yeah. And it's going to help yeah. change yeah. and shape my worldview, and so is the other person. That's what I, just, I just always just call them conversations, yeah. right? And it's like, you know, <laughs> right. my wife got a little worried. But I was like, I, I'm not worried. Me and Tommy are plenty mature. That it's fine. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was... You own some guns, yeah. so it was yeah. like I I don't know how to yeah. know. it was, and, and that's the other thing. Somebody yeah. said is like let's be honest. Like you, if if you own guns just because you like guns, just be honest about that. Like, but keep them keep them safely, you know. And again, it's like safely locked away so yeah. that there's no chance that anyone other than you could ever get to it. And no if that and if you own them simply because you like to go to the range and that's yeah. how you get off steam. Yeah. Totally fine. Like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that, right? It, again, it, like everyone says, it's, guns don't kill people. People kill people. It, it is a tool. It can be used for hunting. It can be used for putting, you know, kicking off steam. Mm-hmm. Somebody, you know, somebody punches the punchy bag. You know, somebody it does martial all, arts. Somebody meditates. Somebody sure. yeah. you know, knocks a hundred golf balls. Mm-hmm. Somebody goes to the shooting range. That's like that's yeah. using it as a tool. Yeah. Uh, all all we were talking about was in the instance where people are carrying or holding right. in their in their home with the intention um, in certain circumstances of using it as protection and for or black people right now right yeah not planning some sort of you're black and you're a believer a follower of Christ we're not planning an insurrection. You <laughs> have guns we're not using it to kill white people or police officers no. Stop. And, and don't be afraid. I think that's how the conversation came up. Well, they they got guns. I'm going to get guns or something like that. Which is it's, it's kind of a silly yeah. argument when you think about the fact that it would be it'll be a long time before there's enough black people in this country to where they would have more guns than the white folks. So <laughs> I don't legally, think, I don't think that it's really legally uh, illegally or not. At right. Point, there's just as much illegal gun ownership. In, oh, there's a the bunch. Side, oh, my so. God. Um. Yeah. So again, it's kind of it's it's that nuclear thing, and it's just like all that really does is put everybody at risk. Everybody and everybody on edge. Yeah. Everybody's and, on edge. And like Jesus said, yeah. And I and I, I before we end, I wanted to clarify this because we didn't actually say it, and people may not have read my post. Uh, so I wanted to give the explanation again. So oh, yeah. In Luke, uh, tor- towards the end, right before he gets Jesus gets betrayed, right? Uh, he tells the disciples to to you know he asks if they have swords. Um, and tells them to sell their tunics to get swords. They mm-hmm. tell them they already have two, mm-hmm. so he obviously didn't know that he had them. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was probably the ones who were, thought things were going to get militant, right? The, oh yeah, finally the Messiah is going to take yeah. over, and they were ready for it. They yeah. had their Glocks, they had yeah. their strap hidden in the pillow, right? Mm-hmm. And they pull it. See Jesus, I got it. And he's like, that'll be enough. And uh, the and he says actually in that the next verse. Um, there's a reference to it. I think it's mm-hmm. in Isaiah. There's a messianic uh, mm-hmm. uh, prophecy that said that the Messiah would be counted amongst the rebels. Yeah. And that's the only reason he told them to bring swords mm-hmm. so that they would be considered armed rebels. Mm-hmm. It was to fulfill a prophecy. It wasn't mm-hmm. a license to use arms because mm-hmm. then when the arm acts, when the sword got used, yeah. 
Jesus told them, don't do that, healed mm-hmm. the ear, and then so, said the famous, those who live by the sword will die yeah. by the sword. So he may, actually makes it very clear that that yeah. is not how we should interpret that voice mm-hmm. when he says, you know, uh, first of all, having a sword labels you as a, a sinner, a rebel, an outlaw, a bad thing. And when it actually got used, he said, no, if you, you, know, if you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword, which mm-hmm. is actually a bad thing. So... Uh, that is the one New Testament verse that kept coming up on my research, yeah. and I'm like, that is, they're using it incorrectly, as often yeah. happens. So that is and not when, a license when from you Jesus. first posted that. I I actually disagreed, not with the fact that it was prophecy um, being fulfilled, but that that was the only interpretation. Mm-hmm. But as you explained it just now, then I'm like, okay, is that as Jesus' life? shows us that's what he was about and because he's the same yesterday today and forever he's not going to change right his whole thing is about love his whole thing is about uh sacrificial love Mm -hmm. um and of course it wouldn't be yeah you got the two swords all right make sure you're ready because they're coming that's not all the times he he warns them about the persecution and the violence they're going to face never once does he say fight back defend yourself but don't take life or that's right you know kill anyone who comes against you Mm -hmm. and you know against the name of the lord he never says any of that he said i'm gonna pray for you right like you said proper (laughs) exegesis that's right the the verse within its context but Mm -hmm. then you always have to look at the full context of scripture Mm -hmm. in the full context of jesus teaching there's no way you can interpret that one that's right one verse that way but even within the context of i think the three verses before and after it it's it's also very clear there jesus makes it clear that this wasn't about weapons it's never and defending been. themselves it was just about them being labeled as rebels to yeah. fulfill a prophecy that's it it's never been because they they, they were setting up for an insurrection because yeah. the swords didn't come out in yeah. any of the other four gospels mm-hmm. anywhere else in the entire mm-hmm. story of jesus's life and ministry it just it showed up in that one moment well matthew wouldn't know he was he was too busy. <laughs> Matthew would. They would. They. They probably said, "Don't tell Matthew." We, we all know swords. it was Peter's sword, right? <laughs> Don't tell Matthew. Yo, this was a, a great conversation. And um, again, as always, if you guys have um, topics, questions, concerns, <laughs> I got a topic suggestion for a friend of ours. Just for real, because she posted. She said, "I'm gonna make a group for people." Um, who think that cilantro tastes like soap? And and I come because I love cilantro. And cilantro is a delicious. genetic thing, so I was like, it's not my fault. It's yeah. not our fault that your genetic taste buds are jacked up. And uh, <sighs> she was like, she commented, she's like, I'm gonna want a podcast about this. Oh like, my gosh! Not sh- the only thing I can tell you is that cilantro was natural, and when God made it, He looked at it and said, "This, this is, is good. Good. This is good." <laughs> Which I'm gonna. I just not. I thought of that. I'm gonna respond to her comment, but. <laughs> So that was a that was a joking topic. But if you guys got any real comments or or, or any real Cilantro's topics delicious. that you want to hit, uh, yeah, yeah, you know where to go. If you don't know where to go, where do they go? Uh, Facebook, Facebook page, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, uh, and you can email us at faithchairpodcast at gmail dot com. Yes, uh, you can hit us up any of those ways. Yes, uh, you can always message Tommy or me on Facebook. That may or may not get as quick of a response, but for sure. Uh, <laughs> Yo, y'all have a great weekend. We have some great episodes coming up. Uh, very excited about yeah. uh, future podcasts, and we're almost done, huh? 
Yeah, we're getting close to being done yeah. with season one. Yeah, like we explained in the first episode, we're mm-hmm. we're splitting it up so we don't do fifty two yep. <laughs> episodes again. Yep. That was a lot. Season in two, season, season one. two, season, Se- season two is yep. going to be something like seventeen episodes. Yeah, that we're going to break for the summer and yeah. season. So what we'll probably be doing from here on out is two seasons per year with a break in the summer. Uh, which was going to be way more manageable. So much more feasible. And uh, it may not seem like it, but it's not always easy to come up with topics. Yes. Yeah, so, um, unfortunately, a lot of stuff that's happening in the world, like you said, is kind of repetitive. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, 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 as yeah, much yeah. as we can want to continue to talk about it, it's like, well, we've dealt with that issue. Go check out this episode. Yeah. Um, it's just on some ongoing issues. But um, I just I, I want to close with just encouraging all of us to really be in prayer for our nation right now. Woo. I mean, it's just every day right now. It's either a mass shooting or a cop shooting another black person. It's like every day, right? It's I don't know what's going on, but right now things are just going crazy. Um, and that's one of the reasons that that's one of the things that that spurred along along with yeah. that pastor's comments in mm-hmm. that article was what spurred my post. Yeah. But then you know it's just been confirmed more and more with the ongoing gun Gosh. violence that we've been seeing that we needed to address that topic. So yeah, just be just praying, yeah, um, yeah. praying for heart changes, and for also the, that the the people that know better, the body of Christ that knows better, yeah, to stand up. <laughs> And lay down. <laughs> yeah. Stand up and start laying down. Yeah. Start being uh, sacrificial um, and loving people. Um, and stop fighting. And stop. Stop fighting for your own rights. Yeah. Your own rights to stay here and make here a better place. Yeah. When there's already been a better place prepared yeah. for Don't us. Don't be Judas, be Jesus. That's right. Ooh, that's a good shirt. That would be. That's a good shirt. Don't be Judas, be Jesus. Yo, so y'all have a great weekend. Jesse and I will see you next week on the Faith Chair. I've never ended like that before. That's weird. <laughs> we out. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Join us next time. Yes, please join us next time as Jesse and I continue to answer questions that arise at the intersection of faith and culture.